0: Point nine ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I was born in the late 80s, but still growing up, especially during my preteen and teenage years, records like vinyls, real vinyls, were a huge part of my life because my parents had a huge collection of records and also my best friend's parents. I was friends with a couple twin brothers who also had a younger brother who was the same age as me, so we all sort of grew up together like the five of us all the time. And their dad had a whole bunch of records as well. Their pops really, really loved the disco music and like the funk music and stuff from the 70s. So, this weekend, when we were all hanging out, little boys' weekend, little bachelor party retreat, uh, we got hooked on all the songs that we used to listen to when we were kids from like that late 70s era. So that's why we're, you know, getting a little funky. That track, though, that's underrated, man. The emotions. I got to ask Rajim about that tomorrow. But that one, that's a sweet song, man. Those gals can sing. Welcome back. Duana's now ESPN Radio, SWX, Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Missed anything in the first hour. We talked some NBA finals and some Stanley Cup uh, playoff finals. We also talked about the two ESPN2 games for the Big Sky Conference in football. Montana at Idaho October 14th will be on ESPN2, as will Montana State at Sac State the following weekend, October 21st. So some national exposure for the Montana schools, some national exposure for the upstart Vandals, and some national exposure for the three-time defending reigning champion, Sacramento State. Now, all of it from the first hour you can find on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications visit goblackfoot.com, the M store where they're all Grizz all the time, and the Montana State Bookstore your best place to get blue and gold on game day or any other day anytime you are on the MSU campus. A good friend Carolyn swung by earlier today. Well, yeah, what's well, the new new saying? You're only as old as the uh, stupid jokes you make on the mic checks. What are you doing? Who are you videoing?
1: <laughs> I was just making a funny video for my friend, Fleur.
0: Yeah, well, we had to cut the beginning part out because uh, can't be talking about whatever these two were talking about. But, you know. Listen. Young at heart. 12-year-old right. boys in the studio. Carolyn the chicken doesn't know sports. Basically. Uh, here. Um, we... Just got done listening to an epic and epically sad story from Robert Chase, our uh, program director over at the Trail 1033. So uh, hopefully I have something to make me happy. Robert's story kept going, and I was like, this is going to have a happy ending, right? No, and there was no happy ending. No, that ending. was sad.
1: Very <laughs> sad.
0: <laughs> the dog dies, and then it's dead, and then he can't fight it, and it's down the river, and I mean. A
1: pet psychic was called in. I mean, gosh. it was a whole thing.
0: Yeah, well, poor Robert. Uh, that was a long time ago, but uh, epic story, though. Yeah. Uh, check out Robert on the Trail every morning at 103.3 Montana's Quality Rock. Uh, what do you got this week?
1: I have some good news for you.
0: This is the Chicken Nuzlow source, by the way. Carolyn joining us on uh, ESPN Radio. Okay, tell me your good news.
1: Tom Brady has confirmed he is not unretiring.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Okay, so Tom Brady, okay. He has confirmed that he is not unretiring. Okay, so that's, so that's good
1: for now. He's part owner of the Raiders now or something or right. whatever. So there were all these rumors that he was going to also be a quarterback. And yeah. he said, no, I am not. I'm done. I don't want to talk about it anymore. And I am looking forward to starting my job with Fox Sports.
0: The uh, part of the rumor of this comes from, first of all, as you mentioned, uh, Tom Brady is now a uh, very minority owner of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. I was trying to explain this to my girlfriend because she was like, Tom Brady bought the Raiders. And I was like, well, he bought a little part of them because he couldn't possibly afford the Raiders. And she's like, what do you mean? Doesn't Tom Brady have like hundreds of millions of dollars? And I was like, yeah which means you still can't afford a whole team, franchise. Right. You have to own like Walmart to be able to buy a franchise. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the Denver Broncos just sold to the family that owns Walmart. Like that's how much money you have to have to be able to buy the actual team. So even, you know, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady. I mean, those are three of the richest athletes ever. They can only buy a little bit of it, but this rumor started because the Las Vegas Raiders uh, cut ties with Derek Carr, their quarterback in the offseason. He's now in new Orleans. They then signed Jimmy Garoppolo, who's been with San Francisco, who used to be Tom Brady's backup in New England, and then Jimmy Garoppolo failed his physical. So everybody thought, uh, okay, so Tom Brady bought part of this team, and then this guy failed his physical, Wait, so Tom Brady must be coming out of let's go back to this guy failing retirement. his physical.
1: How did he fail his physical? Uh, he's got a
0: horrible ankle.
1: Oh. Got it. Okay. Yeah, he's I didn't know if you multiple... had just been eating donuts in the
0: no, off No, season, no, no. Or... He I, it has to stem from his ankle. He's had multiple ankle surgeries. It. It's okay. been sort of the story and saga of his career, especially the last couple of years. It's, it's kind of sad, but regardless, that's where it kind of comes from is that. People, I think, thought, oh, Brady bought part of the Raiders and then Garoppolo's out, so Brady's going to go play. The other part is that the Raiders' head coach, Josh McDaniels, used to be Brady's offensive coordinator in New England. So there's a lot of ties here. Got it,
1: got it, okay.
0: Uh, yeah, it's going to be, I mean, I, you know, like I always say, I'll I'll believe that Tom Brady's fully retired when there's, when they're playing football games next fall and he's not playing.
1: What if he's like doing his sports broadcast and he's like, I can't take it anymore and just like runs on the field
0: and... I mean, I totally could see, not necessarily in real time, him coming out of the booth onto the field, but I could totally see him doing the analyst stuff for a couple months and being like, man, I'm still better than some of these guys. I'm going back.
1: Wow. I yeah. don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, it really just depends
0: on if he can if, if he can uh, get himself into like the cushy life, right? Like, cause he loves the competition and stuff. But if he just is just happy to chill, then maybe he'll be good. I don't know.
1: Time will tell.
0: Time will tell. Uh, Tom Brady confirms that he is not unretiring. Wow, you what
1: heard a, it here first, folks.
0: What a brain twister! Right. No one is now. ESPN Radio. Carol, the chick doesn't know sports here. Uh, on your Thursday. What else you got?
1: So there's some drama in the NBA playoffs with officials. Apparently, some officials were getting, you know, beat down on uh, social media. So a 19-year NBA veteran referee decided to make a burner Twitter account. Whoa, and because I guess it's an NBA rule that officials cannot publicly comment on officiating, right? So he cannot defend himself on his own Twitter, right? Ever. So he created a burner Twitter account,
0: which who is it, Eric Lewis? Okay,
1: and now he cannot ref the finals because he got busted.
0: Huh, I mean, this is (laughs) this is just part of a deeper saga about NBA officiating. A lot came out. When Tim Donahue got busted for fixing games as an NBA official, that then led to a lot of other stuff coming out. There's a lot of weird things that happen in the NBA when it comes to officiating. Like what? Well, uh, like 95% of all NBA officials all live in the exact same neighborhood. What? Yeah, they, they all live in this exact same neighborhood outside Philadelphia, which is widely regarded as a place where NBA officials and also people that are, have been involved in organized crime live. Um, Interesting. There's a lot to the narrative that the NBA has been fixed for the duration. Uh, there's a great podcast called Whistleblowers, all about this. Yeah, basically. I
1: think we, we've talked about that. I think we have. Yeah, basi- bit, the basic
0: premise is that the NBA is more like prof- the mob? professional wrestling than it oh. is like any other sport. Yes. That, you know the commissioner determines who the heavyweight champion's going to be, and then they rig it all the way to that. And that's how they've had these epic stars, because David Stern wanted Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan to be the face of the league and be the champions. And so they made sure that that was going to happen. Hmm. And, you know, I mean, the, the most infamous game was in the, the uh, early 2000s when the Sacramento Kings and the Los Angeles Lakers played, and Shaq and Kobe were trying to go for their third straight and the Kings were a better team, and the Kings had the, the Lakers on the ropes, and then the Kings got called for like 47 fouls, and the Lakers won game seven and went to the championship and won. That's always been the one that people have harkened back to. But yeah. the most interesting part of this whole thing to me is I do think that's a little bit of a conspiracy theory. It's a little bit overblown. I, I think that the players are good enough that they can overcome rigged officiating if that's even happening. But I also don't think it's happening nearly as a, an all all-present level like they want you to believe. But the other interesting part about this is that David Stern is dead. He's not the commissioner of the NBA anymore. Adam Silver is. Adam Silver definitely is not rigging it because if he was rigging it, Denver and Miami would not be in the finals. Right. Nikola Jokic is the least marketable superstar in the NBA. He has no sex appeal. He's not handsome or...
1: Is he the guy in the goldfish ads right now?
0: (laughs) I don't think he has any ads. Uh,
1: Well, there's a big, goofy-looking NBA player in the new goldfish ads. Okay. And he... Looks exactly what you've described to me, and so I'm not sure if that's him.
0: Uh, we'll find out who uh, who's in the <laughs> <they call> fish <laughs> ads, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Again, I think that's a little bit of a conspiracy theory, but I also think that even if it does have a little bit of element of truth, Adam Silver is trying to change that narrative because if they were really rigging it, they wouldn't have you know small market team in Denver playing the eight seed in Miami. Right. Um, Interesting that this guy uh, is sort of ousted, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess it was kind of a big deal. Like even LeBron was twi- tweeting about it, and I, I don't. I mean, I understand why they can't.
0: Oh, Boban is the one that's in the goldfish. Who's that? Boban is the largest player in the
1: NBA. Oh, his ears are gigantic. Well,
0: I mean, he's seven five.
1: Right? No, I, I mean, I'm <laughs> not. They're in proportion to his body. Yeah, I, I just I, was like,
0: dang. I always think about how miserable it would be to. I mean, I mean. To be rich and famous would be sort of cool, but like to be seven foot five and three hundred and fifty pounds, that would just suck. Yeah, everything would suck.
1: So my friend's son Emmett, he is six eight, and
0: over six seven is freaky, and then you're it just it, it, it impedes your life poorly.
1: Well. You don't have to be rude. It's not, you know, he's no, a totally. very I mean, handsome young man. Oh, totally. I, I just mean, like, <laughs> it's tough. Getting no. in the car, getting said, on the plane. Like. Uh, yeah, that's true. But he said, he, he was telling my friend that um, every single day someone asks him, How tall are you? How tall are you? For sure. And do you play basketball? For sure. And does
0: he play basketball?
1: I mean he plays but he's not like professional sure, or anything. Sure, but, sure, sure. And then if he says like, No, I don't play basketball or I play a little bit or whatever, they're like, Oh, what a waste of your height and he's <laughs> like, I'm still a human <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. So um I imagine that would be a difficult I mean, that would be annoying. It's sort of like when people keep asking me, like, how are you so beautiful? You know what I mean? And I'm like, I don't know. I just was born this way. Oh, please. It's a blessing and a curse.
0: New on is now, ESPN Radio, SWX Television, the ESPN MT app. Yeah. You know, it's, the, it's like the civil things that people don't think about too, right? There's so much glory associated with sports, but even if you're just playing for the Grizz or the Cats or whatever, there's still a lot of like, you know, kind of fame that goes along with that and stuff. But I always think about this. When you're a freshman playing sports at Montana, you have to live in the dorms like all the freshmen. Yeah. But every year the Grizz have like a guy who's like 6'10 or taller. He's got to go live in those dorms. dorms And those teeny beds. I'm like 6'1 and I can't even fit in the bed. Like how's the 6'10 guy fit in the bed?
1: Totally. No, there's (laughs) definitely, um, like my friend's son, when they went to Europe, he had to get, he had to sit in the emergency row in the aisle so oh, for he sure. could like stretch out. Oh. And I mean, that would be, and it would be annoying when to have people <laughs> ask you all the day.
0: One of the funniest scenes, and I, you know, I've, I've had the privilege of traveling with both the, the Division One football teams in Montana before, the, both the Grizz and the Cats. One of the funniest scenes is like for away games that are a long ways away, they'll charter a plane, right? yeah. they'll get a plane, but it's still just a commercial plane that they're just renting out. right. So you have this whole football team where everybody's big, but some guys are especially big. The fight between the biggest guys for the exit row is one of the great spectacles you can see. I bet. you know, I'm a senior. You got to go here, but yeah. well, let's rock beer. Well, let's wrestle for it. What, who's going to get the seat? And then whoever gets the two seats are just like the Kings of the world.
1: And it is <laughs> wild. How much bigger the exit row is than the oh, other rows. Sure. I mean, even just, for I'm sure. only five, seven and yeah, I need an exit row.
0: No, for sure. I know. I mean, I don't even know. I mean, that's been the thing is the commercial flights. They keep getting more narrow and
1: it's awful. Uh,
0: yeah. Imagine being like Boban. Imagine being seven, five. I
1: mean, you'd have to just get your own plane. For sure. For sure. I mean, that's the other
0: funny part is back in like the 60s and 70s before the NBA blew up, those guys were also flying commercial.
1: Yeah, but they were...
0: Imagine uh, just sitting next to Will Chamberlain on like the Delta flight.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Imagine. Imagine. Um, Okay. So speaking of the NBA, Scotty Pippen just did an interview and he said that Michael Jordan was horrible to play with and... Um, he was only became good at basketball once they had that team put together. Hmm. And he said they glorified Michael Jordan while not giving enough praise to me and my teammates.
0: Interesting.
1: So he's still bitter.
0: I don't know really why he, what he has to be bitter about. I don't
1: either, except that his ex-wife is now boning Michael Jordan's son. <laughs> Maybe that's an that, issue. That's certainly an issue. That's not Michael's fault.
0: It mean, is really weird though, that Scotty Pippen has sort of gone down this road of being so bitter about Yeah. I mean, he's widely regarded as one of the great players ever. He's got six championships. Right.
1: Maybe people ask him every day how tall he is. Maybe that just (laughs) gets annoying.
0: Maybe. Well, he's got the deepest voice in the history of mankind. So he's got a lot of authority too.
1: Yeah. I'm really sad that he's that bitter. Like, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's the goat. I'm sorry. He just is.
0: There is a lot of things that go into it too. I mean, that Michael Jordan was put on a pedestal. He also was, you know, promoted at a very high level. But part of that is just because of the it factor that he had. I yeah. Mean,
1: was that million dollar smile? For sure. Yeah. I don't know. I hope Scotty um, gets some therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he just needs a nice woman. Uh, well, I think wife. probably
0: get, distancing himself from that woman is probably good. Definitely.
1: <laughs> definitely. Um, okay. So Travis Kelsey.
0: Yeah. What's he doing?
1: He's just signed with CAA, which is a huge Hollywood agency. Now I imagine he has a sports agent and that agent would get him all the deals like endorsement deals. Right. Mm. But then a Hollywood agent looks like he's trying to get a career in Hollywood. So do we think he's trying to be an actor? He did SNL and he did a good job there. Um, Or maybe is this would be for sports casting or something? I don't know.
0: I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't have uh, expert opinions on this, but Travis Kelsey seems like a very handsome guy to me.
1: Yeah, he's handsome.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think he could probably be an actor.
1: Well, he has to be able to act. You can't just be handsome anymore.
0: Yeah, he's very big. That can get you some roles. I mean, The Rock can't act. And he's the biggest movie star in America.
1: The Rock is a fabulous <laughs> actor. How dare you? And once upon a time, Arnold couldn't act. Arnold, he can still not act. But <laughs> he was he, the biggest movie star in the world time. Yeah, I guess you're right. I was trying to figure out like where a, f- a man of his size would fit in the movie world, but I guess you're right. The rock and Arnold and who else?
0: John Cena.
1: John Cena. I mean, he's
0: short, but he's, you know, big. (laughs) Is he short? He's really short. Really? Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, I always thought he was
0: six feet tall or or really? Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. I had no idea. Um, and he's always really funny and six feet tall. How about that? Look at you. Um, okay. Okay. And then I guess, you know, LeBron was in space jam.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I wonder what the Kelsey brothers will do next. You know, I, Travis the both the Kelsey brothers have such strong personalities, I don't think they need to act to they shouldn't be trying to pretend to be anybody else. They should just do their own thing.
1: I think they should just
0: Like their podcast is so good and they could just have a reality. I mean if you want to be on camera, just like have
1: have your life,
0: you know, be on camera.
1: Yeah, I'd watch that.
0: I mean like the bachelor Travis Kelsey style. I'm pretty sure he's single. I don't know if he's single. Wasn't he like on one of those shows once upon a time? I don't know. Like The Bachelor or- Was he? Or something like that.
1: Before he became like really famous?
0: Uh, yeah, because huh. he's, he's been around for a while. Yeah, Travis Kelsey Bachelor show comes up. I don't know.
1: Interesting. Well, he was yeah. on SNL and- Catching Kelsey.
0: So he already had a show. How oh, I thought
1: that? that was a joke on SNL. Was that real? No, that
0: was real. Oh my gosh. So 2016.
1: Why? Okay. Why would someone like Travis Kelsey go on a dating show? Like you don't oh, need that. You
0: don't even, yeah, right. Right. I don't even know, yeah, you don't need that no <laughs> yeah.
1: like he can just go to a bar or
0: just anywhere in the world right I mean, he's a six foot five handsome guy with millions of dollars yeah he's like free and who's charismatic and has great talker and it seems very
1: has a great personality it just he's yeah. a, he's a catch. what's he doing
0: I, I really don't know <sighs>
1: these boys sometimes <laughs> I just shake my head
0: well, it's like all the nBA guys and they use you know they're all on Tinder it's like they are. Yeah, interesting. That's like the whole thing. There was this fascinating article in uh, on ESPN.com a couple years ago, all about how the the play in the NBA has improved vastly because of the rise of technology. Because they don't have to go. When guys used to go on, when teams would be on road trips, they you know we play for the Bulls, but we're in Atlanta. They would all go out to the club till three in the morning, trying to find women and drinking all night. Now Now they just just turn on the Tinder and this girl's just waiting for me in my room. And you just, you know, it was was a very gross article, but also it was just hilarious to think. No, that
1: makes sense. Ironically,
0: it has actually made these guys like, quote unquote, healthier because they're not going out drinking and smoking and doing all this stuff.
1: All right, Uh, I approve. (laughs) I approve. I I think that that is better. But, you know, there was something cool about being at a club and like a bunch of NBA players come in.
0: Chicken does no sports ESPN radio. Have you heard of this app called Baller Alert?
1: No, <laughs> but I can't wait.
0: Oh, I wish we could have had your face on TV right there. <laughs> uh, Baller Alert is basically, uh, it's like a tracking system on an app for ballers, so pro athletes or guys that have make a bunch of money. And so, like, if you're a gal at the club or you're somebody that has this app you can like post on there. Oh, I'm at this club in Atlanta and James Harden just walked in or, you know. Okay, so it's not The Hawks like, are here okay. or whatever. And like it sends out then an alert to everybody that has this so then they can all conglomerate on this one place. Gross. To go find love the ballers. It. It's so gross though. It's so, so gross.
1: Um, I bet a baller came up with it. He's like, <laughs> how can I make sure everybody knows I'm at the club
0: The world is so weird, because then these same gals that were involved in the Baller Alert, they're also the ones that were doing the podcast about hooking up with the guys, and that's how Odell Beckham got in all this weird hot water, and that's how there was the whole stuff with the Phoenix Suns and all those guys. And
1: don't girls, don't these girls know not to kiss and tell?
0: Well, then they're like monetizing their experiences with these. The whole thing is so rude and weird to me. Yeah,
1: God, some (laughs) class, ladies.
0: you hook up with Odell Beckham and then you do a podcast about well, that behind his Well, why didn't he ever sign an NDA? Why, you know, I think that sometimes you're not just really thinking about that. You're not like, oh, this girl's going to go podcast about me.
1: I would. I'd be <laughs> like, um, sign your life away. <laughs> oh, you're not talking about oh, any of this. Oh, man.
0: It's, what a world we live in. There's no way that it's going to be sustainable. <laughs> no, no, um, here now. we go. ESPN Radio, <laughs> SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Check does no sports here. Uh, presented by Hot House Yoga. Hot House Yoga can be back in
1: action next week. I have been so sad all week I without know. my yoga. They were, they're were they renovating. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. But I was like, oh, I want to go to my hot yoga. Yeah. We'll be,
0: we'll I'll be, be back, back Monday. Yeah, I'll be back in action and uh, good job by them for getting the renovations done, new yeah. carpet and all that stuff coming. So uh, go check them out downtown Missoula. Uh, what else you got?
1: Well, really quick, back to Hot House and Hype House. I was yeah. actually um, helping my husband with some work and I had to lift a bunch of heavy things because... I don't know. He thinks I'm stronger than I am, but <laughs> I am stronger than I thought. And I yeah. think it's all this functional fitness from Hype House I mean, and Hot House. And so, I was pretty excited about that.
0: For sure. I mean, I, I think that's the uh, the best part about these classes. I, I was always a guy that wanted to go to the weight room, lift as much weight as I possibly can. As you grow older, you realize that that's just not really that necessary, right? The mobility and stuff that this stuff provides you is really great. Like yeah. I was I had a bum hip for like a couple of years and that's like completely gone away from this. Look at you. My, I mean, I tore my knee up when I didn't have insurance and I always tried to just like kind of jerry-rig the rehab. It never really worked. This stuff has worked for yeah. me and my whole left side, which was wrecked for years, is now fine. And, and It's uh, amazing. It's cool. And yeah. I, I, those I, both the Hype House and Hothouse deserve ton to credit. Functional, mobile, uh, great workouts. Yeah, All right, what else you got?
1: All right, last story. It's the French Open. Yep. And Novak Djokovic, who he's messed up with. Jojovich, I can't read my own handwriting. I know his name. Sure. He changed his shirts in the middle of um, the match and showed on his chest, he had this like little metal disc taped to his chest. And so nobody knows what it's for. And he joked that he's Iron Man. But he also said, my team delivers efficient nanotechnology to help keep me delivering the best. So what do we think that could possibly be?
0: Oh, man, I don't even know.
1: I was thinking like a, a camera. Yeah. But then he was wearing a shirt, so you couldn't... It's like a tiny little... It looks like a, um, like a SIM card, but it was round. Okay. And it was taped to his hairy chest. And which that must have been uncomfortable taking off. <laughs> but also like trying to play tennis with something taped to your chest would be awkward too. Totally. So if anyone knows what that is, please advise. I can't imagine what it could possibly have been.
0: The interwebs says it's a Q magnet. What does that mean? I don't I don't know. <laughs> There's a million headlines that say, what was the thing taped to Djokovic's chest? What a weird headline. I know. I'm not sure what it could possibly be. He is such a a robotic, hyper-focused athlete already. So if it's something that's performance enhancing, that's trouble for everybody else because he's already just such a machine on the tennis court.
1: And that I just can't imagine what this nanotechnology could possibly be delivering to him, A, and B, is it allowed? I mean, it must be allowed, but, or is it like a Fitbit on his chest? Like, maybe they're not allowed to wear Fitbits or whatever, yeah, and maybe. maybe it's like measuring his
0: huh, this heart is, rate. This and, is like a TBD, I think, because yeah. there's going to be, if this is something, you know, he's joking that it's like, I am Iron Man. There's got to be more to this.
1: I know. Maybe Weird. he really is a robot.
0: Yeah, wow. And then, you know, he's he's from Serbia, so then you just get into the whole, like, Eastern Bloc thing. Is he spying? Uh, yeah, I, he don't, spy? I don't know. I don't know.
1: If it makes him perform better and keep playing tennis longer, do you think Tom Brady's jealous that he didn't have that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Djokovic... <laughs> Djokovic has such a a unique opportunity right now because he sort of rose to prominence while Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal were both dominating tennis. And he, like, wedged his way into that to make it like this trio. Mm -hmm. But he's younger than those guys. They're finally, after so long, starting to fade. And now he has this chance to just reign over tennis. I think people that... I, th- I think that people are panicked about it a little bit, though, because he's so much less charismatic and likable right. than those two guys. Right? Like, there's not there's not Novak Djokovic commercials like that. No. I mean, Roger Federer has a million commercials.
1: Do you think when he goes to the bar, it makes baller alert? <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: those tennis guys are so rich. They don't. I don't think they're going out to like the club. You don't? I think he's having his own parties. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, interesting. Th- yeah, I mean, he's. Yeah, I mean, this says his net worth is three hundred and seventy million dollars.
1: Holy moly! Yeah. Wow. Well, Good for be, him. To
0: be determined. We'll All see right. what uh, what we'll do a what Novak Djokovic, the Iron Man, is uh, got cooking. I didn't realize it was the French Open this weekend, though. Wonder if Nadal's got one last run in him. You know, the, yeah, the clay—that's his thing.
1: I love clay.
0: You do as a yeah. tennis player. Mm-hmm. It's it, it, why is it different?
1: It's softer. Um, it, the, the, ball is definitely slower and it's, um, I don't know. I grew up playing on clay up in Michigan. We had a, my family had like a little place in Michigan and all the courts were clay. They only had two hard courts and everything else was clay. So it's just like what I remember always playing on when I was little, little. And I don't know. I just like it. Just
0: well, so does uh, Nadal. He's won a, a million French Opens and counting. It, it, once he defaults and stops winning the French, then it'll actually be over for him because he's, he's fallen off when it comes to Wimbledon and the U.S. Open, but he still is the the master, the king of the clay, so we'll see.
1: King of the clay. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> uh, TBD, what's going on with the Iron Man, but uh, we'll keep you updated. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be so funny when Tom Brady unretire, unretires. Uh, someday before the end of the summer. I'm, I'm not counting it out.
1: Okay. <laughs> we have a bet. I think we have a coffee on the line. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see who wins.
0: We'll see who wins. Noise now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Check it no sports presented by Hype House Fitness down there on... Uh Tool Avenue, right across from Draftworks, as well as Hot House Yoga, located in downtown Missoula. Go check out both those fine establishments and appreciate them for presenting Chicken Does No Sports each week. Thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Appreciate Carolyn for always bringing the laughs, having some fun, and appreciate you for always tuning in. Chicken Does No Sports each week here on uh, Nuana's Now. Let's talk some baseball. Thirsty Thursday down there uh, at the Paddlehead Stadium, and they got the Rocky Mountain vibes in town. We'll break down what's happened and what's been already a rapid first week of the season for the Missoula Paddleheads next. It's Diamond Time with Jeff Safford. Coming up, keep it right here, ESPN Radio. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences. In somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm, because we know the players, we know the game, we can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschulte.com. MultiLaw.com. This is Nuwana's now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Little Steely Dan for you. One of the uh, nights of the summer several summers ago. That was actually right when I first got back uh, to Missoula. But uh, I don't know. I've been feeling all this '70s funk. Welcome back, Nuwana's now ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Thursday. Most Thursdays throughout the summer, during the 5 o'clock hour here, we're going to have some diamond time where we break down uh, all things baseball. We'll have some high school baseball, some Legion baseball, maybe even some uh, Major League Baseball, and, uh, of course, we'll have Missoula Paddleheads Baseball as well. Paddleheads are in town. Uh, they are finishing up a three-game set against the Rocky Mountain Vibes tonight, and then they have another three-game set at home against the Billings Mustangs. So uh, if you want to go to the game tomorrow night, shoot us some texts, 406-888-1029. That's 888 888- one zero two nine. Speaking of the Paddleheads, we go to the Regent Brothers RV phone line. Bring in the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, Jeff Safford. He'll be on the call pretty much every night uh, this summer. Safford, thanks for being here, man. How you doing?
2: Good, Coulter. Uh Nice day here at Allegiance Field. It's been a it's been a fun week so far with. Uh A lot of the offense, that's for sure, for the Paddleheads winning the first two games of this series. 34 runs in two games. So, have a chance to break out the brooms for the vibes tonight. And you won't be the only chance to catch these vibes in Montana if you're out in the Flathead region. These same vibes will be headed out to Glacier to play the Range Riders this weekend. Well, more on uh, paddleheads and
0: Pioneer League here uh, in just a minute, but uh, I wanted to get your thoughts. The NBA Finals starts tonight. I know you've been following along, so uh, what do you think of this matchup, Nuggets and Heat, uh, starting tonight?
2: Well, it definitely has plenty of storylines. It's kind of the kind of the proven commodity versus kind of the new guys on the block, so to speak, right? I mean, you got Eric Spolstra, Pat Riley. Jimmy Butler all these guys that have been to the finals before in 2020 and now they're back and they're playing this Nuggets team that's kind of underachieved and now they're in the finals with something to prove and you have to think that maybe the Nuggets are favored playing at home but it seems like everybody's not counting out the heat and I I would expect a long series no doubt Uh, Let's talk just
0: about this Missoula Paddleheads uh, season thus far. It's kind of crazy because uh, you came on leading up to the Paddleheads opener, which was about, uh, I guess, a weekend two days ago, so nine days ago. And uh, the Paddleheads have already got a bunch in, six on the road uh, in buildings, now playing their third at home uh, already. So what have you thought uh, thus far uh, of just the Paddleheads uh, season and their performance?
2: All in all, I think they've looked pretty good. Um, one thing that you have to be help happy with is how the pitching has performed. I mean, their team ERA is under three and a half through eight games. That's very good. Um, they've already had one guy through a complete, throw a complete game. Yes, it was in a seven-inning game, so a bit of an asterisk next to that. But going that deep into ball games is just not something you see a ton in the Pioneer League. Because, I mean, the Paddleheads, up to that point, it only had one complete game in this iteration of the Pioneer League. Pitcher Kevin Hilton did it in 2021. So despite those first six games being a bit up and down, you can't be too unhappy with how things went. And you're dealing with a lot of uncertainty also if you're following that series with two games getting rained out and another game, there was about an hour and a half delay before first pitch was Taken. So when you got all that uncertainty, you're on the road. It's the first week of the year. Guys are struggling to get their timing back as hitters. Taking all that into account and how they've performed now that they've gotten back home, the home cooking with the bats, have to feel good about where the Paddleheads are right now.
0: Jeff Stafford, voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, joining us. You want to go to the game tomorrow night? Send us some texts right now, 406 888 1029. We got a pair of tickets for tomorrow's game for you. We'll also have tickets during tomorrow's show for Saturday and Sunday. So stay tuned uh, as Missoula finishes up uh, their first homestand of the season uh, this upcoming weekend uh, through Sunday, then back on the road next Tuesday in Great Falls for three, and then back in Missoula uh, against the Great Falls Voyagers. So uh, a lot of baseball coming up. We'll have as many tickets as we possibly can, and if you can't get to the ballpark or the Paddleheads are on the road. You can always find them here on ESPN Radio 1029 uh, FM in Western Montana. And Jeff will be on the call uh, each and every night. Um, The fact that the Mustangs started this season with a split against the Paddleheads, uh, we've talked extensively sort of about the the rivalry aspect of that, sort of the two of the last remaining original Pioneer League teams that are still in the Pioneer League. Uh, But last year, the Paddleheads rolled pretty much throughout the season. I mean, the last two years, they've been you know, winning basically at a two-thirds clip. Uh, so to see a split, uh, a three and three split is uh, certainly interesting. Is that progress by the Mustangs? What do you think of
2: the the Billings squad? Um, Billings is an interesting team. Um, definitely a team that um, has a lot of roster turnover from a season ago. That was something we talked about a lot with um, their squad, new manager, new. GM, a lot of new players, only a handful of guys back from last year's team. I think there were only three players back from Billings' squad from a season ago. But a number of guys with affiliated experience, and I think the biggest thing they'll look to try to change up is their bullpen. Their bullpen's been having trouble down the stretch, and that kind of reared its ugly head this week. They were leading by eight runs in game one of their series on the road against the Range Riders, and they watched it disappear in the final two innings, actually ended up losing that game 13-12. to So if they can sure up the bullpen a little bit, get those affiliated guys that they have in their lineup, keep them rolling, so to speak. Connor Denning, I was real impressed with him, their second baseman, real power-hitting, middle infielder. He had two home runs in that series last week. So if they can sure up the bullpen, I think Mustangs will be in good shape. Missoula Paddleheads at home tonight, first pitch, 7.05. So just
0: before 7, we will always go to Jeff, and uh, he can get you all set up for the action. The Rocky Mountain Vibes, their first trip ever to Missoula. And the third of a three-game set, uh, the Paddleheads won 17-5 to on Tuesday and then 17-4 to last night. So the Paddleheads' bats have really been rolling. That's sort of been the, the theme behind the vibes, too. They've just been giving up a lot of runs uh, here as sort of their infancy, only a couple years as a franchise. So uh, what do you expect tonight, Jeff? I mean, what's, uh, what's sort of the lay of the land here as the, uh, the Paddleheads try to get this home sweep?
2: Well, it's going to be tough for Rocky Mountain. They're facing a tough matchup starting pitching wise. Um guy coming in who pitched very well in this league last year as a member of the Grand Junction Rockies, so he'll know these Rocky Mountain vibes fairly well. Number of guys carry over from their roster from a season ago, five position players and other players their manager for this season, Les Lancaster, was in Ogden last year. So a number of former Ogden Raptors are also on this Rocky Mountain Vibe Club. So Via will know how to face a lot of these guys, A, and he's pitched very well, B, and C, he's coming off an outing. I alluded to the complete game. It was Via that threw it. He went seven innings last week, struck out nine, allowed just one run on three hits. Was just outstanding on the hill for Missoula. Frankly, one of the better starts you'll see in the Pioneer League. The way he was able to work his stuff well, 90-plus mile an hour fastball, great breaking ball and changeup, just had good feel for his stuff. So the Vibes offense, they are in for a challenge tonight. On the other side, Peyton Long, right-hander for Rocky Mountain. He comes in, a former Brewers prospect, was drafted by Milwaukee in 2019, was with their roster and or with their system until 2021 before running into some injury issues. Now back in pro ball for the first time since being with the Brewers. So, what's Peyton Long got for us here as the Vibes try to avoid a sweep?
0: You can find him tonight on ESPN Radio pretty much every night throughout the summer. Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, first pitch down there uh, from the stadium here in the Garden City, 7.05 p.m., so we'll take you uh, to the action a little bit before 7. So uh, keep it tuned here on ESPN Radio. You can hear Jeff tonight and pretty much every night throughout the entire summer. And uh, each Thursday during the 5 o'clock hour, we'll have Diamond Time, breaking down all things baseball uh, across the state of Montana. Stafford, thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it, and uh, best of luck tonight. We'll be listening, uh, but have some fun.
2: Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Coulter, and uh, have a good rest of your week and hope to see you out here at the yard this weekend. That's where, uh, ha,
0: it's so funny. That's where baseball is great because if you heard the background music, they went from some sort of strange opera to then <laughs> some chili peppers. So th- th- that was, uh, you know, it's it gets eclectic down there at the ballpark. Uh, keep those texts coming or call us as well. You want to go to Friday night's Missoula Paddleheads game, 406-888-1029. And... Uh, Anybody text it in, we'll also give you the opportunity to win Saturday tickets as well. So 406 888 1029. Call or text that number if you want to go to Friday night's Missoula Paddleheads game or Saturday night's Missoula Paddleheads game. we got a pair of tickets to each of them. A couple of final thoughts before the NBA finals begin. That's next. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire.
2: We have Two, three, one. Is now on ESPN Radio.
0: one of my best friends and one of my uh longtime teammates in, in a variety of different sports. That was his song. He had to listen to it before games. Not Inner Sandman, not Pantera, not Pearl Jam, nope, Marvin Gaye. <laughs> hey, whatever works for you, man. I was, I was making the playlist today and uh, fell upon that one and uh, send it his way. Newat is now ESPN Radio, SWX by Ted Television and the ESPN MT app. Uh, a text in from one of our uh, listeners and a, another buddy of mine. He says that uh, he's got a couple pals that put a couple hundred bones on the heat at the beginning of the playoffs to win the championship and I think that that was when it was like plus uh 8,000 or something like that. So these guys these guys might make uh five figures if if the heat can somehow Pull an upset. So that's how we'll take you home here uh, on Orleans. Now, if you missed anything in the show, talk to NBA Finals, talk Stanley Cup Finals. We also heard from Logan Todorovich, the new all-class record holder in the uh, in girls' long jump after going 19-4.5 for the Helena High Bengals. We also heard from Mike Anderson, the co-head coach of the Grizz hockey team, to break down Stanley Cup playoffs. Talked a little Big Sky Football on ESPN2. Montana playing at Idaho, battle for the little Brown Stein on the deuce. Uh, on October 14th. And then the following week, Montana State at Sac State, clash of co-Big Sky Conference champions, also on ESPN2. So some national exposure coming the way of uh, the Big Sky Conference in football. We also heard from Carolyn Chicken on no Sports, and we had some Diamond Time with Jeff Safford, voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, all of it on the Nuwana's Now podcast, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the Montana State Bookstore, your best place to get blue and gold on game day or any other day when you're on the MSU campus. Andrew, any other uh, matchups? What do we think of the coaching matchup here? Because this has been interesting. You know, Mike Malone, I think you probably could say, entered this season on a warm seat. I don't know if it's necessarily a hot seat, but I think he entered the season on a warm seat. He got a multiple-time MVP in in Nikola Jokic, who... uh, Hadn't done much in the playoffs, and uh you have the reemergence of Jamal Murray. So I think that there was high expectations in Denver, and if they would have failed to meet those expectations, the seat probably would have got a lot hotter. Um But Eric Spolster has so- somehow quietly been one of the most successful coaches in the NBA over the last 15 years. This is his sixth NBA Finals appearance. You know, the haters out there could say, well, yeah, he coached Dwayne Wade and Shaq and LeBron James and Chris Bosh. Okay, well, you can say that about all the great coaches in the NBA, but Spolster has done it in a variety of different ways. They've reinvented themselves a whole bunch. So, you know, on on paper, you want to say Spolster has a significant coaching matchup, but where are we at with just the uh, the guys on the bench?
3: Well, I've been really impressed with Mike Malone throughout these playoffs just in terms of he's not been making it too complicated, right? I think yeah. it's pretty clear that the, he's got the best team right now. In the NBA, this is a really well-built team. Of course, it's all built around Nikola Jokic. Uh, he just hasn't made things too complicated, and it seems like you know he's kept everybody motivated and playing hard, and when you're the favorite, that's really all that you can ask for. I mean, how much of our praise of Eric Spolstra has been because he's had to tinker with a bunch of things for because sure. he's the underdog. Yeah, no, for sure. You can say he's done that more successfully than Michael Malone. Well, guess what? Michael Malone doesn't have to do that with the team that he's got. And from what I've seen, he's kept everybody on on the straight and narrow. He's kept everybody motivated. He's kept things simple, and I, I praise him a lot for that. And I also think that, you know, by this point in the playoffs and, and by this point in the season, really, Michael Malone has seen everything that anybody is going to throw at him. All the various junk defenses, all the various matchups that you can throw at him to try to slow down Nikola Jokic and the rest of his teams. He's seen them all. I'm not sure that there is an adjustment that Eric Spolster can make that will take Michael Malone off guard at this point in the season. So when it comes down to it, uh, I think the it, it's a pretty even coaching matchup.
0: It's so interesting. One thing that hasn't been talked about hardly at all by the national media, and this is one thing that drives me crazy, is they don't really give you the, the X's and O's parts of it a lot of times. The Heat essentially ran a zone against Boston for like most of the Eastern Conference Finals, and Boston couldn't do anything against it. They weren't running anything. I mean, Charles Barkley commented on it multiple times, saying the Celtics gotta run some sort of offense. <laughs> they can't just wheel and deal and freelance, especially when they're you know, getting so overmatched by a zone. I don't think you can do that sort of deal, though, against the Nuggets. In fact, I know you can't. The Nuggets shoot the ball so well they have so many different shooters. But also, you give a guy like Jokic free reign to pick apart a zone. Man, he's licking his lips. He can't wait. I can't wait for the NBA Finals to begin. Game uh, 1 tonight in Denver, 6.30 uh, p.m. We'll let you know how it goes down tomorrow. Uh, Rajim Seabrook will be in studio. We have all sorts of stuff coming up. Uh, But in in the meantime, enjoy yourself your Thursday evening and be good. This has been is Now on ESPN Radio. We'll see you tomorrow. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here. And if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear